Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 99, episode 5 of The Daily Zeitgeist! <laughs> production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck, fuck Fox News. It's Friday, September 13th, 2019. It's spooky up in here, guys. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka There Was. A man named Jack O'Brien. He had a few hot takes. His co-host name is Miles of Ray. The podcast second rate. Courtesy of somebody whose name I don't have right here. I will shout you out in a moment. But first, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Show me what it's like to host a daily podcast. Where's my fucking mic? Gotta spit some hot takes real fast. Have you been to Florence, Italy? You simply must, I tell you, I think that it helped my ED. (laughs) They're always better when they don't quite fit. Well, I, when I read ED lyrics, I panic a little bit. Right. I'm not gonna lie. So it throws me off my, my game. Yeah. When I have to get vulnerable. Right. Uh, but yes. Because they're not true, so you can't like totally like say it naturally. It's like why would I? Right. Like, joke. About that. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, not even it. funny. It's like yeah. Um, push. Anyways, do you think uh, do you think <laughs> Roman works? <laughs> anyway, I mean, that would be the one that you would go with, Mr. Italy. Yeah, thank you so much. Romulus and Remus is what I call my testicles. Um, thank you so much to Haas Bossman. Haas Bossman. Uh, for that, uh, you know, saving me, AKA. And like you said in your text, you know the tune. Yes, I did know the tunes. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in Who did your AKA? third seat. I still haven't found it. Oh, sorry. But <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an Easter egg. I'm going to I'm gonna slide there, handle it. In the middle of a sentence, in the middle like of a sentence, Joe Biden cycling through it. thoughts. Yeah, it wasn't Joe Biden, uh, just in case people think <laughs> when record. I say Joe Biden yeah, yeah. that that's who it was. Good. That's not who it is. We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian, Mr. Noah Garden Schwartz. What up? What up, man? Noah Garden Schwartz, a.k.a. Billy Hoyle of this country comedy game hey. how about that yeah mr newlywed you guys yeah mr newlywed and oh thank you and i want to hear why you're mr italy because we're going on the honeymoon next week oh fam you wouldn't happen to be going to tuscany would you uh because i don't think we're doing a, i could lobby you to simply visit the magical hills of tuscany even florence itself we're doing we're doing we're doing rome florence venice Amal- oh amalfi coast well and then I mean, shooting over to athens for two days. inevitably you'll see il duomo and as you walk through the piazzas of florence you'll you might find yourself at a place named trattoria mario uh with just <clears throat> I already uh, regret bringing this up so hard. Sorry, my, <laughs> I feel like I'm completely derailed. Welcome then. to my life for the past, what is it, two months now? Since We're married, got Jack. Back? I, so got, I got to say, though, I, I'm always impressed how you guys managed to level up your intros. Like, it started with just excited recitations of your names, then it went to a nickname or two, then it went to, like, a string of 15 AKAs, and now you guys are full-on <laughs> like, committing yeah. right. to cover yes. song lyrics. Yeah. Oh, also, I need to tell people uh, next week what the theme of the uh, AKAs are going to be. Oh, shit. Continue the Nickelback AKAs. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Yep. No. <laughs> Keep them coming. It I can't, can't get be. enough. Nah, fuck it. Return I'm like, Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> you lied to me. 
I'm like Ivan Drago's wife at the, in, at fifteenth round of Rocky Four. It can't be. It can't uh, be. I, anyways, uh, <laughs> Noah, yes. how are you, man? I'm doing great. great. It's yeah. always good to be here. Thank you all for having me. You look always. good. You also looked good on uh, national television the oh, other thank night. Thank you. The late late show ago? with James Corden in it. Yeah, yeah. he right, he was super cool. Yeah, I, yeah, like I. Had no real idea what he was going to be like. Uh, and he was so much nicer and cooler and more fun to be around than I expected. Hey. So shout out to James Corden. But Great the accent dude. is fake, right? Like yeah. he doesn't use a crazy thing. Mic. He's yeah. Australian. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a thick Alabama accent. No, I, I knew he was British for real because in conversation he used the word cunt like it was just so, so frequently. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, oh yeah, he's British for real. Yeah, damn. No flinching. Yeah. None at all. Uh, man, it's almost like Dragon Zord down one at Dragon Zord down one. Wow, <laughs> that, yeah. that's who did what? No, for that, aka Dragon Zord. What do you mean? Uh, anyways, uh, no, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners what we're talking about. We are going to recap the fuck out of that debate. Oh, uh, not really, we're just ready. gonna like kind of give our loose observations. <laughs> that from half paying attention to the debate while eating a bunch of fast really food. bad I, fast food. There's a lot of pressure on you guys to recap it well, because full disclosure, I completely did not watch knowing well, I was coming and do the podcast, hoping you guys would drop well, ask questions, ask, advocate for the audience and ask any question okay. as specific as you'd like, because we pretty much remembered every sound. That's effort. how committed I am to making this podcast great, is I wanted Thank to you. play the role of audience and hold you right. guys <laughs> yeah. to a higher standard. Well, as a writer, you think of, you consider the audience and see, that's, All the why, time. that's why we love having so you. So you managed to pry yourself away right, from like, watching the debate. Nothing more than <laughs> watching the debate is what I woke up one to do this morning. It's like, no. <laughs> no, you know what? For the listeners, I'll sit this one out. Think of Zeitgang, yeah. Uh, we're also going to listen to a few things our current president had to say about vaping. Uh, we, we talked <laughs> on yesterday's episode about how he was uh, declaring war on e-cigarettes, but we hadn't gotten the full texture of how he spoke about them in the in the press conference. So we're just going to listen to a couple sound bites. Uh, we're going to talk about the new SNL cast. Uh, there's some exciting uh, announcements in <laughs> Two there. Two picks nearly canceled each other out. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, the best local news interview ever. We're going to listen to that. Uh, and a tweet from Rudy Giuliana. Mm. That's right. Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Ah. Uh, yes. Uh, he tweeted a video that was... Kind of next level propaganda. Like oh it was, fuck yeah. yeah! Full on like Full police on state shit. F- just porn. Yeah, police state porn. Uh, but first, no, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, well, Miles should be on board with this one. I googled today: Is fettuccine Alfredo Italian? Because wow. in preparation for going to Italy, uh-huh. everyone right. keeps on talking about the food, and I'm not going to apologize for the fact that I love. Fettuccine Alfredo, yeah. specifically Olive Garden's Fettuccine Alfredo. I know it's not high quality, <laughs> but every time I talk about that and every time I've told people I'm excited to get Fettuccine Alfredo in Italy, they're all like, it's not even Italian. Yeah, right, right, That's right. not even Italian food. Is it? What What, what did you yeah. find out? Acor- to- according to the Wikipedia, yeah, it, it was created in Italy by a chef in Rome in the 20th century, so it's not like ancient well, Italian sure, sure. food, but yes. Okay. okay. 
I will not apologize. Fed so are you going to go to the birthplace of? You're goddamn right I am. Where, so you, you're <laughs> able to find like the actual, there is a restaurant? No, oh, okay. no, but now that I know it originated in Rome recently, yeah, I'm confident that I can find the spot. So your next search was Olive Garden Rome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where's the Olive Garden yeah, in Rome? Exactly. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, well maybe uh, super producer Anna can, can uh, jump on board with this one. Not trying to sound like a uh, a crazy Hollywood elitist. I don't know if this will register, but I'm actually trying to make people at home feel better outside of Hollywood. One thing that is incredibly overrated, especially as award season comes up, is industry parties. Mm-hmm. From afar, you hear about Emmy parties, Oscar parties, Golden Globe parties, or anytime shows have parties. Industry parties... Just so you guys know, you should never feel left out. You should be thankful that you're nowhere near them. They are never fun. It's always you having to dress up to an uncomfortable degree, sit around. If you're lucky, there's never enough seating. It's always awkward. You say Unless hi you get to aggressive, the, and right. then they're like, excuse me, this is for the fucking exactly. people. Exactly. Like, oh, fuck. Either you're standing for three hours or you're in a seat you're not supposed to be right. in. Mm-hmm. You usually go with the four people you're comfortable actually talking to. If you're lucky, there's five people to say hi to, and then you're just stuck in a hot room in a hot suit for three hours standing. Yep. That sounds... So industry parties, overrated. That sounds amazing to me. <laughs> I mean, get me in there. And half the times they're so opulent. It's like what a older person's idea of what a cool party was going to be that right. is only cool for them. Right. And then, but then there'll be like a good DJ. But then the playlist they were told to play is like not good. I was <laughs> right. at, yo, I remember an Amazon party a few years ago. Quest Love was spinning. And like they made like there were some songs I was like Questlove and play but, some but they oldies. Wouldn't, they wouldn't let Questlove be Quest. But I don't know. Like I don't know. I can't imagine that he would also be a DJ who would have a playlist dictated to him. Right. But maybe he was just reading the room, which right. a good DJ would do. Uh, but then again, there, but then the people like they were mostly executives going like it's Questlove. So right. yeah. Well, yeah. that's like I imagine he felt as a DJ the way I feel sometimes. You get a gig where it's like you'll have a bunch of young drunk people in the front, and then like sixty year olds in the back, and you somehow have to make like, everyone what, in the yeah. room laugh. Like what's right. the Questlove was like? All right, I got cool young people on the dance floor, and the sixty year old execs that sign my check at the end of the night. Right. So I got to mix it right. up. Right. It's like I'll mash up Lana Del Rey with House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. That'd that, be kind of how tight, could actually. that fail? Yeah. Have you heard the new Lana Del Rey album, by the way? No, I, have, I hear people love it. It's, it's very good. Great. She's, uh, she's doing a, something with Ariana Angels, right? Lana, oh, Ariana, and there's a third banger female. I forget who it is, but it's like three a big super names doing a Charlie's Angels something. Or it's called like Don't Call Me Angel. And Miley? And Miley, there it is. Oh, Dang. Shit. So Watch look out, out for that. Lanariami Simus. What is something you think is underrated? Underrated hip and groin stretches. Okay. I, wow. I would, I would argue that that's how you know I'm 35. <laughs> right. I'm like yeah, Miles. Yeah. You'd stand up and clap, but your no. hip and groin. Yeah, my hips. Out. No, stretching in general is underrated, but specifically, I feel like when people stretch, they go straight for the hammies or the back, yeah. right. not knowing that a lot of the tightness in the core in the midsection is due to tight hips and groins. Yep. Especially Stretch, if you're sitting down. That's what I'm saying. Like we do out here. Woo! You do. Oh man, yeah. When I hit, like hit to, that butterfly to the zoo, hit yeah. that crisscross applesauce. Stretch them out, your hip baby. Flexors, get them all nice and open. Oh, oh so crisscross applesauce yeah. is the hip stretch. Okay, I well, was I was trying to picture a hip stretch. Well, there. Yeah, that's there's many. That's ways. the remedial hip stretch. That's like just yeah. how to warm them up. 
And by hip, you mean like cool and with the times. Or right? you can do another one where you're like lunging and you got your arms straight up. Oh, yeah. You're, like yeah. yeah. All, now I know why you're clapping up. You're ready to go. Oh, yeah, man. You're about I, to hit that Warrior <laughs> 3, aren't you? Hell yeah, bro. Uh, Golden State Warrior 3, as I all know. But I think for me, it was being so sedentary like over the years. And when you like do less sports or whatever. And I was like, something's not right. And then after reading just like how your body begins to cave in on itself, I was yep. like, oh, right, you got to counteract. You got to open it up. Yeah. The, the foam roller is a godsend. Oh, mm. yeah, we have one here, but I have not used it. Yeah, it get on weird. it. It's too heavy, I've always found. To pick up. I think it stinks. <laughs> uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Here's a myth that I would like to debunk from recent personal experience. When you talk about weddings, people assume that the grooms are passive participants and do nothing, and that women automatically get crazy and turn into bridezillas. And in my personal experience, that couldn't have been further from the truth. I was very hands-on, incredibly active in the planning, and my wife could not have been more laid back about everything. So while I'm sure there are grooms who just let it happen and show up, sure. and while there are women who fucking go nuts making sure their perfect day happens, oftentimes... It's an equal sharing of responsibility or even tilts in the other direction where the man is more hands-on. So I'd just like to debunk the myth that weddings are all about women becoming crazy brides and men being passive Did you really throw red, uh, red wine in your wedding planner's face at the wedding? <laughs> Listen, I specifically asked for a rose fold napkin. Right. And, oh, boy. Yeah. While screaming, this is my special day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I kept it all together, but I was, it was so many times when we would go meet with different people, they'd be like, so... Right. Yeah. You're, you, she's just telling you when to show up, right? And I'm like, Am actually, right, we're at this meeting right now because I. Right. 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 Yeah. What did you? What was something specific that you suddenly were like? You know what? I'm actually very much care about this thing. I did not think I would care about. Well, so for me, it neither of us like put a hard stamp on like this is how it has to be in sure. terms of the actual evening, but like in terms of getting together addresses or making sure the invitations get sent out on time or making sure that we get the table arrangements to the wedding planner on time that was all me i was like mr excel spreadsheet wow wow okay what was your wedding song uh lovely day bill withers and we did a choreographed dance did you yeah i had a choreographed yo like a routine we did a routine and the thing is as a performer you know like i don't get shy or embarrassed on stage as a comedian at all i was so nervous about this dance really Really? but i I think we that's funny because i just we killed that shit it was good Uh, yeah that's a that that's uh she wanted special to do, move. she wanted to do the choreographed dance and my one rule was like we can't do the fake out we can't do the corny like we're gonna slow right. dance and slow all of a sudden what <laughs> right 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 it's oh. the disco so we just so we just let it be known we took our separate spots of the dance from like DJ drop that shit DJ being the band we had a wonderful band. if you're into uh, Bill Withers weird trivia his drummer james gadsden who's playing drums in like the uh, ain't no sunshine clip that everyone like kind of yeah. memes when he's like i, I know, know i know uh this dude he to this day wears this terrible afro wig and he plays it's a wig yes this dude he is he just look just look up james gadsden's head. like a problematic no nah, no he's black but he oh, just okay. he, it's just like, <laughs> like this is like what? this is like pre-lebron like black hair trickery Got okay, it, and got he it. has this very his his wigs have changed over time, but he still wears this thick ass wig, and he plays sometimes uh, like in the valley, and I've seen him because I'm like, yo, James, because he's an amazing drummer, but I could not believe like no one's told him like, hey, man, 
you're 80. Like nobody. You, <laughs> no you had that fact ready to go. So like, well, because I love Bill loaded. Withers. Okay, and I lo- and I think that yeah, like he's a great musician, and also I like. I'm a big fan of drummers, like obscure drum. Well, I don't know if he's obscure. I also love that. Well, I don't. Maybe love, I is. sarcastically in quotes love that where we are in society is the phrase that Jack just uttered is actually something we all understood problematic Afro. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Oh, really? No, no. Um, he, he's definitely not front with the Afro. Did you? You guys mutually agreed on on your wedding song. That's. Yeah, well, it was. We were in a long search of like we were yeah. just trying to find something that felt right, and then one day she suggested, and I was like, "I love that song, and that's perfect." We didn't want to do something super slow, but we mm-hmm. wanted something appropriate and nice, yeah. and it was great. Nice. Yeah, great choice and a great song for the occasion. A lovely day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, let's talk vaping. The war on vaping, you guys. Yeah. Um, <sighs> another so, war. Another war. Uh, just tired of all these vape wars yeah so i mean i didn't know much about the vaping scene uh until the president kind of <laughs> painted a picture uh with his words let's hear so, these quotes I, I yeah you're gonna we're just gonna play a couple clips let's start off with uh just the opening of the press conference we have a problem in our country it's a new problem it's a problem that nobody really thought about too much uh a few years ago and it's called vaping Especially vaping as it pertains to innocent children. Here we go. And they're coming home and they're saying, Mom, I want to vape. Parents don't know too much about it. And nobody knows too much about it. But they do know it's causing a lot of problems. Nobody and knows too much about it. We're going to have to do something about it. Yeah. So, kids. These kids are coming home. Mom, Mom I want to be vape. a vapist. <laughs> I want to vape. Mom, I'm just trying to vape. Mom. I want to vape. It, oh, it's so great. It's like it's if, such a just profound misunderstanding of children. Like, yeah. Because you know he was never a normal yeah. kid, like, ever, because he was... he he was, His mother? I could not imagine going to that mother and being like, Mom, I want to leave the no. room. Also, like, <laughs> as you. if you're the type of kid that would vape, you'd come home and ask for permission. Right. Right. No, Mom, that's what you're saying. You fundamentally yeah. misunderstand yeah, how kids would how think. How kids work. Mom... Can I have some of that gin that's right. in the liquor cabinet? Yeah, mom, and then I'll refill it with water. But the way he's also talking is like, I'm sure if like whenever like men started dancing more and like toxic fathers were like, these kids, my son wants to dance. He comes home and my, he's like, dad, I want to dance. <laughs> right. You know, it's like the yeah, way he's yeah, talking about like, vape. He's like, mom, I want to vape. <laughs> <laughs> it's my truth. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing, man, is just wild. The, what I did read though there have been other um, reports about how, like, a lot of the actual issues have come from, like, janky THC vape cartridges. Right. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this. I think it was actually the episode that you were out, but that, like, a lot of the people who are getting sick, it's, like, from bootleg, like, black market altered uh Like, vape. weed ones. Right. Yeah. And... Like I think by yeah. making it illegal, they're just creating a larger black market. Well, for... a missing the issue, right? It's like, but that wait, but you're going after flavored tobacco jewels rather than the <sighs> janky like THC cartridges too that are unregulated. But... I mean, somebody is getting like it. It's got to be like the tobacco industry or something. Like somebody's right. putting a lot of money into making this happen. Well, the, because gr- granted, like vaping's not great. We've talked shit about how vaping isn't like dude, how vape, dude, hold on, hold on, dude. Vape's, vape's how, fucking tight, dude. We, we've talked about how vaping, like 
that's targeted at kids isn't great and like that it's not like there are definitely some dark sides but like the fact that this is the thing that's being targeted yeah. and cigarettes are still legal and so are assault rifles it's like uh-huh. they're connecting dots that well, are very far apart you right. you obviously have have me on assault rifles obviously guns are worse i i don't know that cigarettes are worse than vapes i'll i'll be honest i'm pretty anti-vape across the board whether yeah. it's flavored tobacco or THC, shitty THC, kids, adults. I've never been a fan of vaping for a health standpoint and from a you look like an asshole standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely look like an asshole. Dude, check this out though. Whoa. Holy- <coughs> Clouds. Holy Clouds. shit. Fucking backdraft, dude. Is that cumulonimbus? <laughs> that is incredible, Miles. You burned him, Steven. <laughs> yeah. I do think... Smoke is bad for you. Smoking's really bad for you. If anything was going to be uh, made illegal for being bad for you, uh, smoking should well, probably have been made illegal. By it's just now. kind of the the devil you know argument. Right. Like cigarettes are horrible, but at least true. You, at this point, I feel like we have a pretty well founded knowledge of what like is how in bad cigarettes and how up. bad they are. Right. Vape, it's still the great unknown. I mean, the thing that's funny about him completely misunderstanding how kids operate is like the reason they would vape instead of smoking is because vape you can't like smell it on the kid like and it's much harder to much easier to hide uh so it's actually the fact that kids aren't coming home and saying mom i want to vape i want to vape (laughs) coming to broadway this fall mom Mom, i want to vape is my favorite thing he's ever said uh and then there was also just a fun little thing where he was talking about how the first lady first got interested in this issue. And I'm hearing it, and that's how the first lady got involved. And she's got a son together that is a, a beautiful young man, and she feels very, very strongly about it. She's seen it. We're both reading it. A lot of people are reading it. But people are dying with vaping. So we're looking at it very close. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I think like, what, five or six people yeah. have died? A lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, uh, wow. Just, you know, you can tell he's still got, he's still he does a little remember bit there. Cause says together. Through. She's got a son together. Yeah. Beautiful young man. That is beautiful young man. But, but that's when we'll know, like when the ship has fully left the dock is when he just, when he just full goes, she's got a son. When he stops claiming Baron. Yeah. Right. Or like realizes that like these things, like he's fucking up when he's like, yeah, she's got this son, this kid Baron. Right. You know? Yeah. And he he came home and he's like, ma, I want to vape. Right, <laughs> a, lot uh, of, a lot of people are reading it. Right, a lot of pe- yo, a lot of people are reading it. Yeah, that's like this fucking. I'm man. reading it. She's reading it. A lot yeah. of people are reading. Sounds it. like somebody who doesn't read. You know, it's interesting though the snowball effect of like all these kind of shady side industries. I saw an article online. I didn't read the article, but just the headline. I I even want to say it might have been like Forbes.com, but it's possible that I'm attributing it to someone incorrectly. Was like Trump banning. Uh, e-cigarettes has the bitcoin community worried because it's basically like all these unregulated industries are basically like well if he can do that then right. what's next yeah no that makes sense oh. and, and then it becomes this greater like they take away our guns they take away our liberties type snowball <laughs> right. argument of like, what's well, if next they, if they take one it's just a house of cards yeah right Ugh. next thing you know they want to vape Right. What I can't fucking smoke my vape while i buy my bitcoin fucking trade my ethereum i dude. thought this was america i mean it's only a matter of time till Bitcoin start killing people. Yeah. I mean, all right. Isn't that kind level of with isn't you that guys, how they kind of started? I don't know what Bitcoin is. Uh, don't worry. Dude, it's what you used to give people to kill someone. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Hitman. Hitman funds. 
Oh, Venmo shit. for oh yeah, I guess it is the right? dark shit. Hey, Venmo for hitman and heroin. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back to discuss the debate. And we're back, and Miles was just saying something interesting about being able about, to yeah. kick some kids' ass. Hold here's, on, so we're talking about okay. Euphoria, because yes. right now we're talking about crypto, and I said, or how the teen girl on uh, Euphoria was paying for a camp show through crypto, and then I said, the little drug dealer with the face tattoos, I will fight him and beat him up. And I said he will whoop Miles' ass, because most people don't know he's an Olympic-level boxer. Oh, my His God, father's yo. a boxer. He, I, again, I <laughs> don't want to get my facts wrong, but he like won golden gloves, or he's like a golden medal winner at his age group he is an elite boxer and then miles asked me do i think i could beat him up and i said no here's why i've seen the clips of him boxing i don't think he would fuck me up i don't think i could hit him boxing is defensive he's tiny and quick I'm I think not talking he would about a my fair punches. fight, dude. I'm yeah, talking if about I beating at up him, a kid who's talking too much shit with his face tattoos. Like, all, what's up, punk? All I'm saying is if he was in this Yo, studio right ripped. now, he might put it on you. Honestly, if <laughs> watch, watch a clip. If I was Fuck seated, big, I was seated yeah. and I let him get, uh, just hit me with a clean one, I'd probably be knocked out. Forget forget the picture of him looking ripped. Watch the videos. I'm telling you, no, this dude has that. hand skills. All right, dude. Just let me have my fucking fantasy where I'm still vital. No, I want fucking I want the Zeit gang to know that the little kid. drug dealer <laughs> from, from Euphoria. Euphoria will put hands on Miles Gray. I mean, that's why I came back from break so quick is I want I wanted to put get this, this on beef Mike. started. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, shit. He's, yeah. he's no joke. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. well, here's the deal. Look I'm not. I'm not. Okay, hold on. This is what I say. He's got quick Come hands here, Miles. and Come here, Miles. quick core. And defense. Shit's weak. I'll eat that shit up, bro. <laughs> I'll eat those. Um, he I just mean, threw 10 punches right. before you'd get your fucking will, groin stretch I'll smack him in his ear, and he'll be like, oh, why'd you do that? <laughs> and I'll be like, that's right, kid. I'm 35. Why the police here? I'm arrested for putting my hands on a child. Okay, bye. It is really important to Miles that he believe he can beat children up. So I always say you can't, have you can't no, underestimate. Just let him have it, yeah, man. I was I was gonna say in his defense, you can't underestimate old man strength. That's true. Uh, really though, that's oh, one thing I realized. Real you know, because like when you're a kid, ever like playing pickup basketball with somebody yeah. who's forty, and you're like, dude, this guy's slow, Yo. and then like he bodies you in the paint, you're like, <gasps> and you know what that is? That's the extra weight of having to pay a mortgage. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm like. Just based off mass, I'm a I'm a I'm like it's like Jupiter versus mars it's okay? also you just learn how to like move your body better as and also you age. i'm not threatened by this kid because he's you like learn how to move your body packs, better so as that. you age you I, just saw that video miles right. is not no moving not his not body. quicker oh my god he's training mean, like, walking backwards on of, a fucking that's treadmill. what i'm saying you <laughs> you want no part of this kid that's what i'm telling okay, you okay i don't want smoke i'm talking about it like you, I'm winking everywhere. There's like a practical. I, I've talked about this before, I think, on the show. But there's a practical, like, aspect to strength and knowing how to do things with oh your body. Oh my god! Yeah. This saying. kid's vaulting. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the gifts get Anna, more intense. Anna, are you laughing because you're imagining how badly he'd fuck <laughs> yeah. Miles up? It would look like that shit in Barry <laughs> where that little girl like yeah, just yeah, breaks off everybody. We're yeah. talking about a world class athlete. <laughs> yeah, this kid is. You thought gonna... he drew on a fake little raindrop tattoo and you were just gonna punk him? Little did you know, this motherfucker will whoop you. You know what? Old man's strength is real. You know what I'm gonna do now, Noah? I'm gonna try and get that kid to fight you so you're gonna have to beat him up and realize you could have beat him up yeah that's that sounds like a you know what you just plan. did you just did what happens when you owe someone money you lost a bet and you're like well they owe me money so yeah, get yeah, it right. from them. actually <laughs> he was gonna put me up to don't it, bro, try so. to transfer that shit talking to me i was over here telling you all you co-signed it bro 
Let's talk debates. Uh, and not this the, is a debate yeah, right just we just had. I just, what we just debated is way more interesting than whatever also, bullshit you're about on, to talk about. For the record, I'm fighting the character, not a real life child boxer. No, have yeah. to change the rules. I don't know. I mean, it's impossible. That well, you in a world that. like Euphoria, like where people are doing like wild crimes and there's no repercussions. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now he's doing a handstand walking on. Okay. Never mind. Fuck this kid. <laughs> I mean. I'm going to follow him on Instagram, though, so I can learn his move. You'd have been better <laughs> off trying to bring that smoke to Fez. That's all yeah, I'm right. saying. Well, no, I, no he's, I believe he's dangerous. I don't know what the fuck. Is it, are these all Euphoria characters? You didn't watch yeah. Euphoria? I didn't. Uh, all right. Uh, so, so Dem debates then. Dem debates, I guess. <laughs> you know, we could have talked with this could have been a Euphoria recap talks, show, but um, I guess we'll talk about the ass, fucking Could news. you kick from Euphoria? Uh, we'll, Yo, I'll tell you somebody we'll who. We'll have to delay that for a later date. What? The whose ass could you kick from Euphoria? From Euphoria. Yeah, once I've seen it. I believe all the other characters would beat my ass. Just not Yo, the kid. somebody who looked like they might have caught one uh, before this debate, Biden's teeth almost fell out at one point. Did Truly? they? Yeah. At uh, the end or the beginning? It was like right in the middle. It was uh, it, it was like he was being asked a question and you could see he was like doing that thing. Where, so you yeah, think he has a full denture situation? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chompers? Those things yeah. are too beautiful. To be his real teeth, yeah. And if they are, then he should be president based on keeping his teeth that good. <laughs> Just for based that many on the years. discipline it takes. Yeah, for real. Um, I think I thought overall it was probably his best showing, uh, which doesn't say too much. Yeah, I mean, like I think for the top three, they were there's nothing really new, nothing changed for me about Biden, Sanders, or Warren. They're kind of right. they did their thing. Biden talked a lot, but I mean, when you go down. You know, this was mostly a debate where people from on the outside, right, like the, the two percenters, right. the three percenters needed to like really make a bit of a splash. I think for those people, Cory Booker probably did the best out of those people who were like on the margins. I saw right. his no Spanish no joke. Was yeah. That, was, yeah. That, was that his highlight? Um, it was pretty good. He had a lot of like, what do you call those malapropisms? Uh, oh, yeah. you say? Like just yeah. mis- incorrectly using words. What do you say? Red bag of courage. Red, red bag, bag of, of courage. courage. And uh, then he said another one later on that was odd too but other than that he was like you know he looked great i think you know we, we were talking about biden looked like he had had like some sort of work done like maybe some botox or something on his face i don't know his what face looked is. swollen in weird places it looked like his yeah there and was bunker's some... face looked swollen in weird places the first debate but now he looks great he's so. probably just in that gym dude yeah. wearing like a fucking sweatsuit yeah. you know yeah doing I mean, handstands on the fucking treadmill training with that little kid from euphoria uh warren <laughs> i thought still looked like she's just the best debater it seems were like. there any huge policy bombs was there anyone yes. that put forth the policy yes. that you loved or hated yes. that you didn't know existed prior to the debate off the fucking top andrew yang comes out finger guns the crowd's like hey what's up yang gang in the yeah. building and everyone gave like an opening statement uh you know elizabeth warren was really much like i'm a nice teacher sit around kids like hers was very you know she's like a she has that uh-huh. great teacher energy mm-hmm. andrew yang off the top is like i'm giving a free giveaway for 10 families to get a thousand dollar freedom dividend right. once a month check it out like he uses opening statement to plug his website into a basically free like an fm sweepstakes yeah. like a local radio sweepstakes so 10 families 10 write down families. why you deserve an extra thousand dollars a month at Andrew Yang to whatever the fuck the website is. And it was funny because everyone all the other people started laughing. Wait, so that's he's giving out 120 grand. If he's doing twelve thousand dollars a year times million. 10. Yeah. Oh, for ten ten families. For ten families. The no? idea being no, it'd be hundred and twenty thousand. It'd be one thousand a month. 
Oh yeah, twelve thousand times yeah, twelve. Yeah, times yeah. 10. I'm thinking so one hundred twenty thousand. Yes. Where's this money coming from? His campaign. Yeah. It's so his whole thing. I mean, he's also a billionaire, right? Isn't that his thing, or like a multi-millionaire? One thing he did make clear is he's Asian. Yeah, he does that every debate. He does these Asian jokes where he's hey, like, "Hey, I know I'm math. Asian, so right. I think I know math." This time it was, "I'm Asian, so I know doctors." Right. Next is gonna be, "I'm Asian, so I know kung fu, so right. I know a little bit about defense." Yeah. Um, does that bother you? Yeah, because it's that it's like we it's because you're playing to these dumb stereotypes right. to relate to outsiders. Yeah, like, I'm not being facetious. I'm no, no, I know. Yes, you. for sure. And when he does it, I've the same thing when he did. I was like, oh, here we go. You cringe a little bit. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's like, yo, expand beyond that. There's a way to relate to people that isn't just using stereotypes that white people or non Asian people have created about right. you. The same thing with, you know, like black comics lean into certain other aspects of culture that it's just sort of meant to be like, hey, people who aren't black, you know, this thing, this very superficial thing about the culture. Right. Let me try and get a laugh out of it. But I can tell like that is some shit that he has said in boardrooms with a bunch of old white guys and they fucking love it. And so he's just like, yeah, this is this is how I do. This is what they do. They go, you know, honestly, um. Andrew, I'd love to invest in your company. Hey, let's open our kimonos here. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you know that shit is. You being see what said. I got under here, man. <laughs> okay, and look, I'm, I'm Asian. I'm good with math. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, these numbers are right. These right. numbers are right, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but so that that's like an interesting thing to come out and drive attention to his website. But I mean, was there anyone who was literally putting forth a plan? For the country as, if I get the Democratic nomination, this is how it's going to well, affect his thing everyone. Is, the reason he was doing this is because his policy is uh, universal basic income, and he wants to actually like give all families in across the country $1,000 a month. So Every person. Right. Oh, wow. Every person. Get your freedom dividend. So, uh, but I don't know, not like in terms of anything groundbreaking. That dude seems allergic to charisma to me, just oh. like from an outside perspective. I know it has nothing to do with Andrew Yang, just seems like he, yo, he has the charisma of a YouTube pre roll ad where a dude's like, <laughs> right. Hey, do you want to know how I got here? It's all not all these books, dude. It's all my mind. You can learn my five step process. We all know that guy. <laughs> He's like, Now I drive a sick ass Ferrari 488 Spider. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like Miles is a little jealous of that dude. No, it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, of yo, my, yeah, well, guess impression. what? My Mazda three is also pretty fast, bro. If I put it into manual shifting, so I'll drop gears. No fears. Um, I mean, it's just from a policy standpoint, it does seem like Warren is the one who, when you ask her to explain like a policy or like where she stands on a position she seems to be able to speak in plain language and explain like what she's going to do and right. how how it's going to address the issue and also describe the issue like in a way that See, makes it understandable she kind of fucked up though right when they talk about specifically taxes going up on the middle class because like to pay for these other programs she's talking about. Right. And she pivoted away from that because yes, those taxes would go up. But what she's trying to, you know, she did the thing of explaining essentially that it's moot if your taxes go up because your medical bills are gone. So you you have money in the bank, shorty, what you think? Right. It's not, it's not a problem. I thought that's kind of what she said. But, but not she never actually, and so she could have okay. just said like, look, yes, I'm going to be completely transparent that your taxes will go up. But let me tell you why that's actually not a bad thing. That doesn't mean don't think of what your check is now and your taxes go up. Think about how much of your check is taken up with medical costs and things like that. Take that out. Put that shit back in. 
Now factor in the little bit of a bump in your taxes. Your costs are down. Yeah. And that's what she kept saying. It's like about your costs, about your costs. But you can still say that and be let people know like that way people can't just point to this really like lame argument just be like, well, yeah, your taxes go up. But you're not you're missing the point of that. So, right. who, so who as of tomorrow are you assuming based on the actual numbers will be the Democratic front runner? Uh, I think I think it's going to probably like this was Biden's best showing, but I still think like Warren looks so much better than him. Did you think what what about from just sort of his thought cycle? Because we got lost a few times when we didn't we weren't sure what he was talking about. Yeah. So there was one point where he went on like a stream of consciousness like rant where usually like when somebody's like, OK, Senator, your time's up or uh, vice president your time's up he'll be like okay and just like shut up because right. he doesn't want to be talking and this time he was like oh, I'm on a roll motherfuckers get ready watch out now right and it just went off into like word salad territory where at one point he was like and I mean it's number of words you hear when you're a kid so we're gonna have these kids hearing words on their record players or phones or what it was just very yeah the question was about how you're going to solve uh, the issue of systemic was, racism in the country. Yeah, it was just... And my man's like... He was like, well, I first heard Chuck Berry on my record player. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> you know, he took pictures of ladies going to the bathroom. <laughs> so, yeah, might, well, might so, not be a good guy. He, here's my whole thing. I would love both of your opinion on this. Because uh, I understand you guys have to be politically knowledgeable because you do the Daily Zeitgeist, but just as like, on a civics level, as a citizen of America... I've kind of sat this round of Democratic debates out because even though I would never advocate for being like an uninformed voter, I'm going to vote for whoever the Democratic candidate is. I'm mm -hmm. clearly not going to vote for Trump. So rather than get political fatigue before the actual battle starts, I'm just kind of like, you know what? Figure it out. And then whoever you put forward, I'm a ride with you. Well, it's all. But but this is to nominate somebody. Right. So you want to make sure, at, at least at this point, you want to look at a person. Yeah, because obviously it's fuck trump all day when you get in that ballot but or get into that uh polling station but when it comes to like these primaries you want to understand who in terms of the people who are putting themselves forward to lead the country have a vision of the future that you can invest in like emotionally or like support philosophically and then how do you weigh that out versus who has the best chance to beat trump Cause, but that's Even not, if those two don't line up. Well, I don't think I'm not going to get too locked up into or get too lost in polling about like, well, this person doesn't favor. This is the favorability. Like we're not even there yet. So I think to use that information to dissuade somebody for actually, I think this is this is sort of part of the process too. like finding a candidate that resonates with you as a person and getting behind that person, whatever. However, the primary shakeout and the nomination goes to whoever then fuck it. Like, well, well, because the, the only reason it is important, though, is because my fear of what could repeat is because there were so many people who at the beginning of the Democratic debate last cycle, when it was Bernie versus Hillary, would have been like, you know what? Either way, just not Trump. Mm -hmm. There ended up being so much anger from each camp at each other for whoever got the Democratic nomination yeah. because people were fucking with Bernie so hard yeah. that they ended up not fucking with Hillary and either just not voting or possibly even voting Trump. And so it's like well, some one of, of those them, yeah. where when you go that hard for a candidate, there's a little bit of residual bitterness that might. Yeah, well, this, I think the circumstances are different now because at this point, you've seen what if, happens. If you're as politically engaged to be to get that into like the primaries and things like that, you you see what the 
the existential threat sure. is, and that's a second term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah. see where you guys no, no, yeah. down on I mean, that, so. and if anything, this is more analogous to the Republican primary last time and that there's, you know, do- a dozen different candidates who have at least a percentage point and, you know, Trump shit all over all those people uh, and their supporters still ended up supporting him. That's what the Democratic group is missing this time. We don't have anyone who stabbed someone in their past. Oh, they, well, oh, we're in missing their past. Our, yeah, we're missing our Ben Carson. <laughs> well, right. Julian, our wild Julian card. Castro basically shanked Tried Joe Biden shank on stage. That's what I heard. Tell me about it. Yeah. There was a moment where basically Joe Biden was talking about how, like, if you lose your job, you can buy into this public option thing. Right. He used the words buy in. And then Julian Castro was like, yo, I'm not trying. Nobody should be buying in for your health care, whatever. This is free. And he's like, and, you know, of the vice president, Biden just said, you know, you even have to buy into his plan. He goes, no, I never said that. He right. goes, yes, you did. And he's like, I never said buy in. You could blah, blah, blah. He goes, fam, you just said that two minutes ago. He literally says, so what, you can't even remember something you said two minutes ago now? And there was audible groans in the crowd. Some right. people were like, oh. Well, because Coming he from kept, older people who yeah, were offended. Yeah. And- I think it was just that he... It was like the dude picking the fight at the dinner table where it's just like, okay, let it drop. And then they keep going and yeah. keep going. People are just like, uh. Because also, too, right after the whole, like, the record player, these kids are hearing right. four million words <laughs> less, they go to Julian Castro and goes, that was a lot. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. But I thought that was, like, more effective, right? That That's it's, the more effective just to, yeah. like, kind of in an understated way just be like, yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. That was ridiculous. But to, Sounds yeah, like Julian... Julio Castro's fucking uh, campaign manager is just like a sarcastic teen who's like, here's how you burn it. I mean, I think for him, he's more kind of like a fed up dude who sort of looks at Joe Biden who's like, you shouldn't be up here. Like, it's your time has come and gone. This is is what people are fucking with now or most or what we're trying to pull the party in that direction. But I can tell why he's sort of got this chip on his shoulder. But yeah, at times I was like, "Eh, how how was Harris tonight? Because I haven't heard anything. Oh, my. So. This is one thing I do want to bring up. ABC did a good job with their moderators putting some of the candidates to the sword with their questions. Like some of the questions were just putting them on blast off top. Like um, with Kamala Harris, it was like, you know, you've put forward a lot of criminal justice plans. But like, you know, in the past, you weren't for a lot of these things. Yeah. Like, in fact, you were against this. This is this, well, this, this. been her Achilles heel. All right. Along. And she's like, so what's changed? And Kamala didn't really answer the question. She was like, I'll tell you what I want to change the subject to and that's <laughs> yeah. our president donald trump which uh, she that was sort of her that was her, her battle cry today yeah and her last night i i thought that was uh, i thought her performance was like kind of more closer to the, her second debate than like the first debate she was the clear standout the first she, debate yeah. people were ready to yeah. crown her they were making yeah. so many memes and shit of her like dunking on biden yeah. and all that stuff <laughs> but, but this felt a little bit more like second debate where she was just kind of staying in place and, and she, what about I think, uh, needed to change she was fishing for a tweet though anything out yeah. of anything out of beto uh, I, he was basically, I think the biggest thing out of him actually from a policy thing was he fully articulated, hell yeah, I'll take, I'll come take your assault rifles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Watch, watch this. Okay. I'll take them shits. Yeah. That he was, did specifically that was, say, unequ- he was yeah. unequivocal in that, which well, that's, is, that's, that's kind of dope. I haven't heard any candidates say anything like that. What did the rest of the candidates say when he had that moment? Did they hop nah, on board? No, nah, the crowd cheered and no one really tr- tried to rebut that. What city were the debates in tonight? In Houston. Oh, yeah. crowd cheered in Houston? Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, Texas got hit with all these shootings, and a lot of right. a lot of the, you know, Julian Castro is also from Texas. Like, they 
a lot of people touched on that to sort of pivot off into whether it was like the racial divisions in the country or the gun debate. Um, one thing that was happening very consistently, though, everybody was giving all praise due to Barack Obama. Uh, yeah. like when they would give answers on like, uh, like healthcare, big up the OG. Yeah. They were like, right. you know, first and foremost, you know, all praise due to Barack Obama, you know, without him, we would not have Obamacare. You know what it is? Woo woo. Um, like, what do you think happened between? I love how you paraphrase everyone. Every version was okay. If it's other people, it's like, you know, and first I do have to give credit to, uh, president Barack Obama for giving us Obamacare. Another person, you know, before I give this answer. We do have to give a big thanks to President Obama. And a lot of people were like looking at Biden like President Obama. Right. Uh, not you, Vice P. But uh and then but that was another theme, you know, respect to Obama. But that that seemed to be a break from last time and they must have gotten like right. some focus group polling or some shit that said like Turns out Stop people liked so Obama. Obama. Yeah. Anyways, what I mean I think that was kind of the big strokes. Right. Yeah. Sanders, okay. So that that's also Sanders seems to have one speed. I'd never learn anything new, but his message, like, there's something. His message is clear, and I like that they let him rebut the typical argument against socialism, which is like, right. well, what about Venezuela? Yeah, that was him, dope. Yeah, because they let him sort of. I think for people who probably in their minds they just go socialism. I hear like Venezuela, like they eat like phone books, so like I don't want right. to do that because that's yeah. socialism. Yeah. So they were like. How is your like? How is what you believe? You know your version of socialism. Di socialism different. How than are you not gonna make us Venezuela? Right. Exactly. And he, you know, he, he got his into answer. A, yeah. I mean, he's he's always convincing when he talks. He just always says the same thing. But I mean, there's something at this point. Like, a lot of them are right? Yeah. I mean, Amy Klobuchar. She just also let people know from the beginning. I'm your centrist bay. Right. Like she's like, they're everyone's so extreme. Look, if you're trying to go right through the middle, I'm your I'm your person. I honestly didn't even know she was still in the race. She's still in the race. She said they're very uh, literally on the margins of the. How stage. much How much of that at this point do you think is her sticking around long enough to vie for a cabinet position with whoever? I mean, it depends. She has she has enough allies in the Senate. I feel like well, because that's what this ultimately turns into is like the people stick around just long enough to be an asset to be like, I'll endorse you with the people that were riding with me if I can be. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. or you do it just to get your name recognition up for as long as possible to get yourself like as 20, a household name. Twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who vision. was you know in the one percent, uh, like pulling in the one percent range, but also made this debate. There's no incentive for them to drop out because this was yet another yeah. opportunity for them to, you know, like the, their best out. opportunity yet to get their name out there. Like, at least we're not Hickenlooper. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dr Drudge's headline right now is Klobuchar breaks out, which would not have been my read what? on the situation at all. Uh, this is based on the... Breaks out the, from the middle. Right. This is on the Drudge report uh, poll. So it's just a bunch of right-wing people being like, well, she seemed to not want to take money from rich people. There was um, another – the one thing you did notice, though, afterwards, you knew who the real Biden stands were because all of them immediately just began to just smear Julian Castro for yeah. being like – you know, that was disqualifying for me. Yeah. Uh, just really for him to like say that. Is and really who those stands were was the entire mainstream media. Yeah. <laughs> like on, on ABC, we were watching on ABC. Right. And they, their first comment was like, 
What did you think about that Julian Castro and stuff? I like that, that there was, was really yeah. disqualifying, immediately disqualifying. Uh, people were texting me. Uh, they were outraged. It's really it's low. Like, it's yeah. like it shouldn't. It's just really getting ugly. It doesn't make sense. But then the first person to like push back was like one of the black women who was in the punditry team was like, well, I don't think they understand. Like, what do you think? fucking trump is gonna do right like he's gonna say stuff like this and we need to see what these people look like under pressure yeah it might not have been like the most elegant thing or whatever but we have to be real like the, Dude, this wh- is kind of the fucking environment right now whatever happened but, to all i'd take him behind the gym joe right exactly do a couple push-ups and see whose teeth fall out first <laughs> they both have that same shit uh where they're halfway through a sentence things start slurring because <laughs> Their teeth are falling out. Uh, We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with stuff that isn't about the fucking debate. And we're back. And the Democrats were doing things besides uh, beating up on old Joe Biden at the Mm -hmm. debate. Uh, they were also passing impeachment rules. Rules for impeachment. Rules. Not, you know, look, some people tell you, oh, this is, this is impeachment, baby. Other people will be like, no, it's not, it's not, it's not impeachment. Don't say that word. It's people don't like that word. Um, it's definitely a step in the impeachment direction, like that they've set sort of the scope of how they will do this and how they will gather information. This is not like the floor vote to impeach or anything like that. But it's Jerry Nadler articulating, sort of basically saying like, well, now this committee has the uh, ability to, you know, deem these committee hearings as impeachment hearings. You know, we can bring people in. We need to talk to people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was very quick to just be like, no, it's not not impeachment. Look, that's not what it is. She's, I think, does not want anyone to believe that that's the road that it's going down. But I think Jerry Nadler has had it. And is doing what he can incrementally. But they're t- they're talking about if he gets reelected in 2020, or they're talking about doing this shit before. No, that like now they're going to have to begin. You know, they want to really question these witnesses in, that have things to not just do with the Mueller report because they want to broaden it out. Because they're also like, well, not just the obstruction stuff. Like you have stuff with the emoluments clause and people staying at his hotels, him like business doing business yeah. through his properties. Uh, you have the other obstruction charges with the hush money payments. So they're trying to be like, we can, we're trying to really broaden it out. This is how we can do it. Um, you know, it's, it, again, I think for people who really want impeachment, they're going to be like this, this ain't it, but it doesn't, I don't know if you have the, the majority votes you need in the house quite yet to fully get there. And you damn sure there's nothing's going to happen in the Senate. So in a way it's like, you want to build as much evidence as you can, if you're really going to go that route, because otherwise you're just pulling up from 40. Yeah. I mean, so somebody on uh, Crooked Media was pointing out that the hearings on Benghazi is where the, they got the Hillary Clinton email information last time that she was using a private email server to send emails, which ended up being like the entirety of their argument against her in yeah. the last uh, election. So I think that's Pelosi's kind of point of view is that you know even though this isn't being like aggressively called impeachment and and like you know we're we're not out here talking about impeaching him like this could provide us with some ballast for the election but i still like i think there's going to be a backlash against this if they don't just like get 
on the same page. Like it, right now, yeah. it seems like they're doing it half half heartedly, and people are just going to be like, "Well, f- just leave the president alone." Yeah, like, well, I think that's why you want to be doing. I think that's why the DNC and the the party in general, like their focus is going to be on when they mention Trump and like ads going into the election. It's not going to be about these things. It's going to be about how he's com- completely failed to like legislate right. and deliver on all the bullshit that he said in 2016. Because yeah. I feel like that's gonna that's the only way to talk to independents. When you start using these, like this shit is for the left, so it's for the birds. But I mean, they might find some some interesting shit out that actually does speak to people. And I I, I mean, just they feel can, like yeah. any, anything more interesting or inflaming or clearly guilt ridden than what we've found over right. the last three years. Like that's what I'm saying. Is at what point do you think there's still something undiscovered that's actually going to move the needle? Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's why, like, rather than being like, well, we have to look, we have to look. You could be like, yo, we got a lot of shit right already. And right. let that be what everyone says. Like, can we do it? We don't really have the numbers right now. Right. So we might have to make this play our hand even stronger, but we have like, the I've, meats. I've already forgotten half the shit I used to be mad right. at in the first year. Or two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Somebody just needs to, they just need to keep hammering, like, figure out what the stuff is that is most convincing to people and just keep hammering that stuff i think yeah i don't know if how much this is going to do to actually sway people because i think that's if if they believe that the optics of this investigation is going to help get independence i don't i don't think that's it if you want to get to trump you just got to keep calling him broke right he's gonna be like yeah he's doing all these side deals and making people stay at his hotels because he needs the money right and then he'll come out and be like no they're staying at my hotels because blah 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 i don't need the money oh by the way speaking of the debate one thing that did seem to be kamala harris's uh strategy was to try and get him to like tweet at her yep. so that like she could engage sure. him in a little bit of her blood. opening statement was like wwe shit she was like trump i know you're watching <laughs> coming for you literally said trump i know you're watching yeah I was like, I got your number, ho. Yeah. <laughs> Come fight me. Got now you. Trump's about to become one of those big rappers who's like, I'm not taking the bait on these diss rappers. Right, exactly. They just want right. me to up their record sales. He doesn't want that story of Addy Don freestyle right, right. getting dropped on him. It's like, you are hiding a son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, I talked about Melania has a son. Yeah, like, right. really yeah. Said. <laughs> yeah, I am hiding him. Yesterday, uh, SNL announced three new cast members. Mm-hmm. Uh Leslie Jones is leaving. Uh, they're bringing three new people in. New featured players. Uh, Boeing Yang hey. is one of them. He was a writer last year, uh, one of the co-hosts of one of my favorite podcasts, Last Culturistas. And yeah. First Asian American. First Asian American. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, that's wild. Like, I, Fred Armisen, I think, is te- technically Asian. Right. I thought he was Latino. I think there's so, well, and also she Rob Schneider a, is maybe. part Filipino, like a quarter Filipino. Yeah. See, damn. Anyway, yeah, uh, great. Him, uh, Chloe Feynman, and then this dude Shane Gillis, who was caught yeah. within hours of the article coming out that saying SNL announces three new cast members. The second thing, if you just searched his name, was. Uh, new SNL cast member Shane Gillis responds to outcry over racist jokes. New SNL cast member catches heat for racial slurs against Asians. New SNL cast member <laughs> uses racist, sexist, homophobic remarks. Here's uh, the thing. Yeah. So Paul F. Tompkins, they announced the three new cast members. Paul F. Tompkins' immediate response was RIP these people's old tweets. Like, the they, set, right, they're right. going to so, find some shit. But like SNL needs to know that they're going to look 
through these people. Like why why like it's not that hard to do some well, research. Well, I guess in this case, not not to say obviously, like the fact that it got found that quickly, clearly it couldn't have been that buried. But like in this case, it went beyond tweets to like an old podcast. And that's where like I, when, when we started briefly talking about it before the show, just in preparation for it, I figured this was obviously going to be a hot button issue where I wasn't necessarily on the same side as you two because as a stand-up comedian, my natural inclination is to at least support a the like being upset about the instant backlash. Like as soon as someone gets something, everyone's first instinct is to go find a reason why they shouldn't why get to not? have that. Yeah, so like yeah. it's that whole cancel culture. So it separate from it being Shane, separate from it being what he said, just the fact that like there's no way in hell this podcast would have been uncovered if it wasn't announced that he got SNL right. today. So like yeah. someone clearly made it their objective to find dirt, well, he which said is it, just annoying. Yeah, he said it a year ago. So I think there are probably people who maybe at the time even heard and were like, yo, what the fuck is this? Right. right. And, and so then and so then that also speaks to what he actually said, which was we'll play clearly. It. A, yeah. OK, play. Listen. We'll play. So this is him from his podcast uh, with his some, podcast or some other. It's him. It's called like Shane and Matt's secret podcast or something. The other guy is Matt McCusker. Uh, but they're just they're talking about Chinatown uh, right. and just they go to fucking just listen to this shit. Damn, Chinatown's fucking nuts. It's crazy, dude. It is full fucking China. Dude, it's yeah. a fucking Chinese down there. I wonder how that started. They just built one fucked up looking building and people were like, well, all right, no one said anything. Let Let's... the fucking chinks live there, huh? <laughs> that was the NSL no, Well, they built these fucking like huge Shanghai house. The first one must yeah. have infuriated everyone. They went, I'm, like, imp- I'm pissed now. I go fuck? down there and I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Let's get these ducks out of that window. I, You know what? Yeah, true. Also, I'm always like, how can there be so many fucking restaurants down here? All rest. Well, because you go in, there's like one person eating ever. That white idiots like me are down there, true, sucking down neuters. I hate China. I hate the food at Chinatown. It sucks. Neuters. I like Chinese that. food's a very dishonest cuisine. I don't even want to think about it. They invented a fucking chemical to put in their food to make it delicious, dude. It, well, it is. They made as MSG. Good for them. It's a dishonest food, dude. Hold on. <laughs> the fucking dishonest food thing is the most weird, angry, racist shit I've ever heard. Right. Was like, yo, it's fucking. Chinese food is dishonest, man. Well, that, that's not the SNL guy. No, that's, that's not, not the SNL. You know, guy. barbecue will have sex with your sister and get you pre- get her pregnant. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck is it? So again, the guy, the SNL character or the the comedian was the one who was using the full on racial slurs, and then they like to do that's just typical racist shit that people yeah. do with Asians, do it your L's to R's. That you know, and, great. And uh, I, I want to be clear that I'm certainly not here to defend what he said. I, I would be the first to acknowledge that A, that shit wasn't funny, B, it was offensive, C, it was ignorant, and D, it was racist. Yeah. It's it's that fine line of can you say racist things, can you say stupid things in the heat of trying to be a comedian, trying to be an entertainer without actually being a racist. And so that's where I stand, which is completely separate from whether or not he gets to keep his job at SNL or not. It's like what he said was indefensibly racist in the few interactions that I've had with Shane in person, do I actually get the vibe that he is a racist person? No, I don't think Shane at his core is racist. But again, I'm a white man. So like it does feel a little bit like when a sexual assault comes out. You won't when see, someone's you like, won't see I, that yeah, side. Like, like, I don't know. He was always really nice to me. It's it's possible yeah, that Shane right. is racist. And he and might I come just up to me and know. like, hey, dude, neuters, right? I'm right. Like, but like, no. So <laughs> so I, I'm not here to be like, hey, what he said was comedy. You got PC police. Fuck that. Like <laughs> what he said was whack. And what he said was racist. I 
I'd liked like, but when I first read the story as a comedian, sure, first my, my first like, instinct was to roll my eyes and be like, God, it's like they're just gonna get you one way or another right. if they want to. Well, see, and this is where he kind of he didn't do himself any favors with his quote unquote apology because he says again, as his response is to all of this, he says, "I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. I sometimes miss." If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it bad, you're going to find a lot of bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but I'm uh, trying to be the best comedian I can be, and sometimes that requires risks. Now, I I do understand you, when you evolve as a comedian, because we were talking again even before this, right? I grew up thinking my version of comedy was being the smartest, mean person. Right. And being to articulate burns that would fucking melt your soul. Just right. in the spirit of meanness, but said in very creative ways. So sure. it didn't feel like a direct attack. And I can understand, too, because I see people still with this kind of comedy that's just mean-spirited. And something I've learned of be like, oh, shit, that's actually not funny because the only the, – the whole the, – the engine driving the humor or the irony, at least in my mind, was that it was just insensitive and mean. And I think this is – part of him is maybe trying to say that, but on its face, like – you have to own that what you said is completely racist, ignorant, and would be just inex- indefensible to like a new cast member you're going to have too. So it's, you know, uh, and I sure. also understand too, when you have somebody, it, even like on this show, right? You say things, you know what your intent is, but someone might take what you say completely differently. And you almost want to be like, well, fuck that. I know what I mean. But right. at the same right. time, you do have to own when you say shit. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, that that wasn't a great apology, and there was no real self accountability. I'll give you that. Like I, I would have wanted more from an apology. But one thing that was interesting that I didn't even think about until we started talking about it now is kind of how you're talking about like when you're trying to push boundaries or when you're trying to do comedy, you're trying to articulate things. Like the fact that what he was saying was such lazy surface, yeah, like textbook Asian racist bullshit. Because I actually know Shane is a good comedian, that lets me know there was zero thought behind what was being. So that wasn't like an attempt at like a comedian trying to craft something and then coming up with something sure. racist. You know, it was like yeah. But I, and I don't even mean to. I don't want to even put you in a position to defend him because I un, I think most of your arguments come from a more much broader yes, level. Yeah, this isn't so, about this yeah. isn't about Shane. So I, it's I don't. About, yeah, I don't. I don't almost want to remove that aspect of it because I don't want people to think you're defending him because as you very unequivocally said, this is fucking nonsense. Do you think SNL actually found this video, but they were like doing some like. Who knows? Algebra. It would, it like, would be well, crazy. We have our first Asian it, American cast member. Well, the thing so is, we can... Bowen Bowen wrote on SNL last year and was in a few sketches. So I don't think they found this video and then were like, "Quick, who's a hot Asian comedian that we can no. counterbalance?" Yeah, you know, yeah. like no, I was just joking. Um, yeah. Well, but but it like it does beg the question of what is the process of how thoroughly they're vetting because this isn't the first time this happened. If you guys remember a few years ago when Melissa Villasenor uh, got hired and people were very proud, I think she was the first. Latina uh, comedian on SNL and within minutes people found old racist Latina tweets of hers and so like SNL they know how this story unfolds like they've been through this long enough to know like what you were saying maybe they need to go a step further than combing through tweets but they have to assume now that when they announce new cast members people are going to be digging through their shit so like SNL had to have seen this. If somebody's first thought on Twitter is just like, man, this people are going to be coming through these people's tweets all day, like maybe do a check, you know? And yeah. I'm not saying like uh, they should have hidden this or whatever, but. Uh, well, I think honestly, you know, again, because cancel culture can just go f- at the speed of fucking light. 
that on some level, right? Like to if we're trying to, you know, advocate for a better future, that means that people we have to allow people to grow. So right. on some level, sure, like people I of course, yo, I've made terrible fucking jokes that I'm like, yo, never, ever, it could never excuse. But I'm different place in my my sure. evolution as a human being, different levels of empathy and things like that, experience. I think the only thing that could have saved him is to fully own like sort of as a human being, like why this is wrong, why he can completely acknowledge why that is and maybe have a chance of keeping it moving. But God damn it. But also, too, this is the thing I think for people of color, there are so many people that like you will hear people be casually racist and yeah, they might not be racist in the sense that like, well, they're not going to be violent towards me or something like that. But that shit is violent to hear. Sure. And I think that's a little bit of the difference, too, is like it it, it's, it gets fucking old. And then at a certain point, it's like, yo, bro, like you got to you got to figure your shit out because this yeah. is not fucking funny. Your inclusion in the dominant culture in this country allows you to engage in humor like this. Yeah. And it be funny and consequence free because your audience is typically people who are also in the dominant culture. Right. You and, are. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. And that that's why I want to be clear about the fact that, like, even in when I made the statement of, like, I've met Shane and I didn't find him to be racist. I'm a white man. So sure, maybe no, it's right. very easy that I would never notice or see that side of him so right. but I, but you're also you know sober-eyed enough too to understand that kind of humor even in right. your own experiences the communities you're in when you know like, Yo, this is just fucking like a big a big shame of all this is how it overshadowed what should have been a beautiful day for bone though because aside from the fact that it was like directly anti-asian racist comments on the day when they were like very proudly announcing that it was the first asian cast right. member but like it's kind of like when you're on a sports team and you're doing your job and then have to go into the locker room and answer for the one teammate who's causing trouble. Like now, right. instead of Bowen getting to talk about how proud he is to be the first Asian cast member, I'm sure a lot of people are what just going to be asking him? him. Should he be canceled? Are, yeah. Are, right. you, are you willing to be in sketches with Shane? Right. Do you, you know? And so it's Ugh. like it just overshadows what should have been an otherwise beautiful day for a hardworking person. Right. And even right. then, the white guy screwing up overshadowed right. Bowen Yang. Well, let's not let any of this overshadow what I think has to be the best local news interview that I've ever seen personally. <laughs> Where is this from? Uh, this was on, it uh, looks like Burkeville Road in Levittsburg, Ohio. Wow, wow. calling the street out. Yo, it's, the, they uh... listed it on the, on the cut. Uh, this was something that was tweeted by Sasshole, at Sasshole785, uh, a couple days ago, and kind of just blew my mind a little bit. So do we have the clip? What And it's outside so of a... It's outside of a house fire. Uh-huh. Uh, the reporter is talking to a woman who has a can of something in her hand. Uh, <laughs> and she's just looking like real kind of a little bit sassy. Like, you know, uh, I, I could spill the tea on these motherfuckers, right. but I'm not going to. And you saw what was happening. You saw what was going on. What were your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. It can, you know, I didn't ever think it was going to happen to us. Do you know how this fire started? Yes, I do. It was because of my cousin. And I don't want to mention no names. Your cousin? Yes. Um, and you say you think your cousin started this. Uh, do you know how or why? He's mad because he couldn't, he can't get with me. I'm married to my husband. And it's a long story. <sighs> wow. That's beautiful. Um, wow wow <laughs> but, just, but do you think it was the husband's cousin like that there's no blood relation between them and it's the husband's cousin just always wanted to fuck his wife i don't think would you call, call that person would you call your wife's cousin your cousin yeah you do you now 
Yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, wow. I wouldn't personally. Have you always, in the always, second you were married, you were like, oh, y'all are, my, that's my cousin now. Or you would never say, yeah, oh, my I mean, wife's cousin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like once the families join. Yeah, family, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. I'm I mean, actually learning are, something you, right now. That's very Yeah, beautiful. you marry you and they become your family. Because I'm like, you know what? Because your cousin is tripping again. Right. Like, not my right. cousin. Well, that, our cousin. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we were fighting, then it might be <laughs> right. your cousin. <laughs> but right. yeah, right, but right. to society at large, that would now right. be my cousin. They're like, your cousin took all the floral arrangements on the table. I was supposed to give one to my grandmother. Right. Um, well, look, I just like that she's not giving up names, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it also, Omerta. like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no so, names, motherfucker, but my cousin. I, I like the implication that. There, so many of her cousins are trying to fuck her that none of none of this is uh, identifying. Right, it's amazing. <laughs> this better be yeah. the biggest family ever, or someone's getting an angry phone call. Instantly. Within two sentences, the the flesh that was painted on this bear skeleton was yeah. amazing. You know, did I? my cousin, but I'm not gonna say any names. Right. You know what I couldn't stop thinking about when I saw that clip though, just because it was a burnt house, was M's verse on Forgot About Dre. <laughs> That, fuck you too, bitch. Call the cops. I'm, I'm gonna kill, kill you and them loud ass motherfucking barking dogs. <laughs> wow. We we're just thinking about how like he how snapped. toxic that put my brain as like a teenager. Right. He snapped like, on that song. Bitch, I'm gonna kill you. You don't want to fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, like, whoa, 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 Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. He, he woke something up inside of Young Miles. Yeah. yeah. When we were uh, mobbing around my friend's mom's uh, Ford Expedition without a license. Ooh. Yup. Damn. Going to Blockbuster, renting shit. <laughs> that's what you're, you're really doing. dating yourself yeah, right? hell yeah bro. <laughs> they already know i'm doing hip stretches right. yeah i was in True. a busted ass ford expedition busting that album going to blockbuster trying to rent siphon filter one on playstation did you ever steal like your parents or your friend's parents cars yeah i yeah i i got caught driving my sister's car a few times and she snitched on me. when you were a kid mm-hmm. how yeah. old are you I think the first time I took the car, I was thirteen. Oh, holy shit! Ooh, I was a bad, I was a bad kid. Would your little badass self beat that kid from Euphoria? Uh, no. Well, the great debate continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the kids who would always be. I would never steal my fucking parents' car. Fuck no. no. My mom would have fucking sent me to another dimension of existence that yeah. that scientists have not even identified terms of punishments uh but all the fucking kids i knew who like their parents were rich fuck they were like yo they're like come outside i'm like yo you and your dad's lexus and they're like yeah he's on a fucking trip bro yeah now let's go drink this it was was a little beat up plymouth duster yeah no (laughs) it was i wasn't taking nice cars out but i was no well that was funny the kids who had the balls and the ones i would hop into were always like the kids and then if they got caught they'd be like fuck you mom yeah or if they got pulled over (laughs) they'd be like they're like don't worry my dad gave me this badge because he gave fifty thousand dollars to like the benevolent police officer society right what city did you grow up in la oh and like, yo, ever I'm, heard yo, of it, my bro? One, my one <laughs> homie, yeah, I'm I'm a loke, dude, local, local scumbag. He legit had this badge that yeah. no yeah. bullshit. I remember when we were driving age, he got fully out of a fucking ticket flash in this thing, and I was like, yo, being rich and white is dope. Yeah, wow. There was Didn't a know. yeah, there was a whole crew of like eighth graders. Like one of them was the principal. Son would recommend and mm. <laughs> would just steal cars on the weekends. Steal steal their parents' cars and like go joyriding. And one well, time you they know drove they it say. through a uh, grocery store's front P- window. Oh, fuck. well, they say PK preachers' kids, police kids, now principals' kids. Yeah, those are the ones you got to yeah, watch yeah, out yeah. for. P- I didn't know that. Uh, well, shit. No, it's been a pleasure having you, man. Yeah, uh, I, uh, buy my album. Yes. I got an album coming out today on uh, Comedy Dynamic Records. 
aptly titled, which has nothing to do with a political statement. It's just a spoof on my favorite movie. Uh, it's called White Man Can't Joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and horrible time to drop an album with that title. But it's very funny. I'm very proud of it. And it's now available on all the platforms, iTunes, Amazon. If you want to stream it for free on Spotify or Pandora, I'm not going to be mad at you. I just want you to hear the art that I go. put out into the world. And he said, based on your favorite movie, I love White you, White Man Can't Joke. Oh. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people... Find you, follow you, hear you, other than on your album that's dropping. I'm on, on all social media. I'm at Noah G Comedy, and my website is noahgcomedy.com. And is there a tweet or some act of social media that you've been enjoying? Uh, I just want to plug someone's entire Twitter feed. Ex-NBA player Rex Chapman does something <laughs> called Blocker Charge, and it's just videos of people... Deciding if it's a block or a charge? Well, not basketball videos. It's like, <laughs> it's like people getting ran the fuck over in real life situations. That is hilarious. And it's blocker. So just go check out Rex Chapman's whole Twitter feed. It's fantastic. And do people apply the same rules? It's like, oh, the feet were moving. Not planted. It is no question. It's like, is it always a charge or is it, it always a block? It's people getting annihilated. It's not. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you, you got to go. You got to go see it. It's Yo, fantastic. It's like they were, their feet were sliding. Speaking of people from Kentucky doing shady shit. Uh. He stole a whole bunch of like who Rex Rex Chapman yeah uh, Apple equipment. <laughs> what do you mean like for farming apples or computers? Computers. No, yeah. he boosted a when, bunch of Apple products wait, recently. Yeah, like after too, he like was already an NBA years. millionaire. Yep. Yeah. Well, that is a fucking charge, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a he charge. He did not do a charge. He pretended like he was charging a bunch of shit, but did Rex not. Chapman pleads guilty in Apple Store shoplifting case. Yeah. Wow. Yo, hey, shout out to you, my man. 14K worth of merch. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's though, one but... of those where when people assume you have money, they just let you do whatever. Right, right. Yeah. The clips uh, show the former University of Kentucky star and basketball announcer walking through the store, standing around display stands with other customers, and on at least one occasion picking up a boxed item. He appears to be holding an Apple sales bag in several clips, and in the longest surveillance videos, he lingers near a headphone display, stands for several seconds, picking up boxes. You know what I bet that is? That's a retired athlete looking for a thrill. Right. He, he right. forgot how to feel. Like, he, he can't right. get the stadium cheering his name anymore, so he's like, he so gets his well get rush from boosting computers. Right. Ooh, uh, he must have felt so slick. He's like, what I do is I walk in with an Apple bag Rex, like I Rex bought Chapman <laughs> led, led the league in steals. Yeah. Hey, hey. Get gold like that on White Man Can't Joke. There we go. <laughs> if you like esoteric basketball references. Miles, where can people find you? Also, uh, fun note, fun fact, he played 666 career games. Wow. Damn. The devil is a lie. Um, you can find me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, please, um, after looking at more clips of that young man, um, and just realizing how tight my hips are, um, <laughs> I would say I no longer want to smoke. Okay. I'm getting older now. That's good to know. I'm glad, I had a whole I'm glad we converted him by the end of the He talks sense cast. into me, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I value my life. I have a bright future ahead of me and I don't want to get caught up in some mess. Okay. I, I agree. So anyway, some tweets I like. The first one is from Ellery Smith at Ellery Smith. It says, I run a joke account. Please don't try to explain anything to me, and please don't assume I am an authority on anything. I was addicted to nitrous ages 15 to 21. <laughs> Another one is from Dimmy at Dimmy Shed, S-H-E-D-T. It says, LGBT stands for Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce telephone. Mm. <laughs> Let them know. That works. Well, uh, yeah, just take out the feature. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but the feature is usually lowercase anyway. So yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A couple of tweets I've been enjoying. Randy uh, at Randy G Dub tweeted: If a Democrat was banning vaping, there would already be like forty viral videos of guys sticking vapes up their ass or whatever to prove a point. <laughs> uh, and uh, this dude Ben Collins at one underscore uh, and then an underscore tweeted: uh, Almost at the four-year anniversary of when John Hedren at Fart went on headline news and started asking questions, answering questions about Edward Snowden with answers about Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> and that is, have y'all seen that video? No, no like people are asking, the answers are all related to Edward Scissorhands. They're interviewing him. They're like, I think they confused him with a media, like, you know, the type of person who appears on CNN. Uh, ha- there is one named John Hendren who like spells his name slightly differently. Uh-huh. And so he went on to like be an expert about Edward Snowden, but all his answers are like about as if he thinks he's oh, talking about Edward on. Scissorhands. I think this is it. And it's the greatest viral video of all time. Anyways, I, I love recognizing four year or uh, any anniversary of a random moment. I. I celebrate the anniversary of uh, Robin's performance on SNL of uh, Call Your Boyfriend, where she starts like rolling all over the stage, which is dope. And also, Zach Toscani tweeted, my favorite thing about HBO's Ballers is how they used to do inside ballers to help viewers navigate the complex and subtle world of HBO's Ballers. <laughs> uh, you know, Zach is funny. Yeah. He's a funny comic. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we going to ride into the weekend on? So this track is from, you know, uh, this is actually just very ironic, a band called Chinatown Slalom. Uh, And the track is called Where You At? Uh, and look, again, we're trying to go into the weekend. We need a little bit of a uh, little oomph, a little pep in our step. Yeah. So let's do it to this. Watch out. Don't sprain your big toe. Don't sprain your big toe. Keep your toe in a cast and keep yourself do safe. Do some toe stretches. Yeah. And also, yes, please stretch. As Noah says, stretch out your fucking hips. Open yeah. them shits. Open stretch. them up. And your, oh, my God. And your groin. Woo. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this week. Season 99 in the fucking books. Uh, Season 100 coming at you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. There's a big conspiracy coming up to me And I can't tell what they're going to say But I know it won't be very nice